We, this is the third uh, message on this uh, series that I'm doing, In the Power of the Spirit. In the Power of the Spirit. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, John the Baptist was declaring this. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So the pastor's job is to baptize a believer in water. If you claim and you confess that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, then you must submit to water baptism. It's actually identifying with the Lord Jesus Christ, and heaven records it, that you are now a member of God's family. You see, God needs a bigger family. Can you say that with me? God wants a bigger family. And once you believe in him, you become a part of his family, and he wants you to demonstrate that to the world by going into water and be baptized. But there is another baptism that Paul, I mean that uh, John talked about. John was a man. John said, this one that's coming, he's mightier than I. I'm not even worthy to bear his sandals. That's how great he is. He is so great. He is the son of God. He is not the one that baptizes with water. He baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And then he baptizes you with fire. That's passion inside your heart for God. A deep love for God inside your heart. Jesus will baptize you with that. So there are two baptisms. The baptism of water that we're going to be doing at the end of the service. And the baptism that Jesus himself does by himself. He baptizes you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. God wants everyone to have the Holy Spirit. Jesus' death was to remove, the sin, to remove sin from our lives so that God, the Holy Spirit, can become a part of us. You remember after Jesus was baptized in water, the Holy Spirit came on him. And he is our example. And we must follow through with him. The Christianity is just another religion without the Holy Spirit. Powerless to deliver from serious addictions. Only the Holy Spirit can free us. That's what Jesus said. If I don't go, he will not come. But if I go, he'll come to you. Jesus said, it's better for you that I go away. Because if I don't go, he won't come. We don't like that. We would rather have Jesus in the flesh with us, resurrected, powerful Jesus. But Jesus said, uh-uh, that's not what you need. You need the Holy Spirit. If I don't go, he's not going to come. If I go, I will send him to you. He will live in you. He will be with you. He will dwell with you. Then I have no fear of anything in life. And God is willing to give the Holy Spirit to whoever wants. 
the Holy Spirit. It's up to you. Jesus died to pave the way that we might receive the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need the Holy Spirit. You know, in, in uh, John chapter 3, uh, beginning from verse 1, a man named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jew, and uh, he was a Pharisee. Uh, Pharisees uh, were like uh, the religious police of their time. They checked everything out. Everyone must fall in line. And the Bible said he, he came to Jesus by night. And I'm wondering, why did he go search for Jesus by night? He was afraid of being identified with this young rabbi. Everyone was saying something about this rabbi. And in his circle, what they were saying about this rabbi wasn't good at all. And yet he was the son of God. And so he didn't want anyone seeing him with this rabbi. So he went by night. Some of us still want to go by night, right? <laughs> Don't do that. Amen? But Jesus tolerated it. Jesus was misunderstood. Jesus was seriously misunderstood by those of his time, especially the Pharisees. And, and those uh, who are filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues are still seriously misunderstood today. If you talk about speaking in tongues, people... They just like, what was that? And, and, and some of it is okay. Some of the criticisms that we, we receive is, 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 is okay because of some of the things that people who speak in tongues do sometimes. There's one in the corner there, and he's going like that. <laughs> and the visitor is looking, oh, my God, is he okay? And then you go to him. What's going on? It's the Spirit. <laughs> it's the Holy Ghost. And the guy says, if that's the Holy Ghost, I don't want to be doing this. And then just, yeah! <laughs> and the visitor goes, oh my God. Kung Fu? In church, he said, it's the Holy Ghost. And the guy said, boy, that church is weird. The Holy Ghost, I don't want that. And then some yell. As he yelling, it's like, oh, the visitor said, please, somebody help. Something is wrong. What's going on? Wah! 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 Ooh, and they're shaking. And it, the doctor says, I'm not going to shake like that in church. It's the Holy Ghost. So people run away from it. But just because you have some crazies doesn't mean it's not real. This is power from God. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and he says, I know that you are a man from God. Because no one can do the signs that I see you doing except God be with him. Jesus knew his heart. Jesus said, let me tell you, truly, truly, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. 
And Nicodemus said, oh, really? You mean an old man has to go enter into his mother's womb again to be born? Nicodemus had a good, good uh, answer, you know, his question. Second question was good. For me, uh, my question would be, so if your mother is already dead, you toast. There's nothing you can do. You can go back in. She's gone. So no one can be saved. But he was thinking in the natural. He was saying, is this the way it's going to be? Enter into his mother's womb and be born again? Be born a second time? And Jesus replied to him that except a man is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And verse 6 in John chapter 3 says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He says, Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Notice the word. You must be, must be, must be born again. Do not marvel. Don't let it surprise you that I'm saying to you, this is the Son of God speaking to us. Don't let it surprise you that I'm saying to you, you must be born again. The wind blows. And you hear the sound of it. But you cannot tell where it's coming from and where it's going. You hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell. It says, so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. To be born of the Spirit is a mystery. Everyone who is born of the Spirit is a mystery to the world. You are, as a child of God, you are a mystery. You are carrying something that no one ever carried before Jesus came. You are a different breed in the world. A different species, so to speak. In the world, you're different because of this born again experience. So is everyone who is born again. In John chapter 4, Jesus was talking to a woman at the well. And Jesus, they had a lot of conversation, but Jesus started telling this woman because she said, You know, we worship in this mountain here. But you Jews, you say it's in Jerusalem that we ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, beginning from verse 20, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming. Can you say that the hour is coming? The hour is coming and now is. This is the time when the true worshipers, notice there are worshipers and there are True worshippers. Worshippers and true worshippers. When the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God's not just seeking for worshippers. He's seeking for worshippers who will worship him in truth. And to worship him in truth, you have to worship him 
in spirit and in truth. So worshiping in spirit, in truth, which most people want to do, that's not enough. You have to worship him in spirit because God is busy seeking those who will worship him, not just in truth, but to worship him also in the spirit. It's a spiritual worship. It's a spiritual worship. You have to worship him in spirit and in truth. The flesh profits nothing. John 6, 63. The words that I speak, they are spirit and life. The flesh profits nothing. It's the spirit that gives life. The flesh will not profit you. You cannot worship God in our flesh. We need the Holy Spirit to truly worship him. We need the Holy Spirit. We have to worship, the Holy, worship God through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the only way to worship God. In, in Romans chapter 10, Paul started saying in verse 1, Paul says, my heart's desire and prayer for Israel is that they may be saved. I want Israel to be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. We have to understand that. They had a zeal for God. They wanted God, but they were doing it the wrong way. They forsook God's way, and they were doing it in their own way. He says, I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God but not according to knowledge. They were trying to establish their own righteousness, and they did not submit themselves to the righteousness of God. He said, because they were ignorant of God's righteousness. Being ignorant of God's righteousness, they set out to establish their own righteousness, and because they were establishing their own righteousness that made them feel good, they did not submit to the righteousness of God, which is in Christ Jesus. It's not how you feel. It's not how you think. It's not what you think is right. It's doing it the way God says to do it. Because God is not a man that he should lie. God's not going to bear anything. You got to follow through with him, with him. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to be born of the Spirit of the living God. And you can receive Jesus when you are born, all you have to do is ask him into your life. You know, the Holy Spirit is such a powerful force. I'm going to share this scripture for you, with you so you understand what this is about the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues, how important this is. I mean, it won't rest. I mean, it won't refreshing. You know, we talk about refreshing. When refreshing comes from God, you can't bring refreshing to yourself. Jesus said, without me, you can't do nothing. You cannot do anything. Anything spiritual. You can't be holy without the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that makes a man holy. You don't need to be holy to receive the Holy Spirit. Why should you need the Holy Spirit if you're already holy? 
God gives the Holy Spirit to man to make him holy. You can't be holy without the Holy Spirit. So, regardless of what people think about the Holy Spirit, we need him. God doesn't come against us for our sins. His son paid for all of that. But for you to be holy, receive, humble yourself, just like Jesus did, and receive his spirit so that he will make you holy. Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. You can't free yourself. It's the truth that makes you free. And it's the Holy Spirit using the tools of the truth to transform your life. That's what we need. We need refreshing. In Isaiah chapter 28, in verse 11, it says, For with stammering lives, and this was prophesied way back during the days of, his, uh, of Isaiah the prophet. And Paul referred to this in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 as speaking in tongues. When you hear the words stammering lips, Paul was talking about speaking in tongues. He shouldn't be something far out there. This is what God wants us to have. I don't fully understand it. But if God says this is the way to go, who am I to question him? His ways are higher than my ways. I don't understand it, but when I submit to it, then I feel his power. I feel his strength. I feel his rest because I'm submitting to his will. If you won't, then there is pride there. You think you know better than God. God was the one that set these things in place. And humility means to humble myself. God, I don't know it all. But if you said it, I'm going to accept it. Jesus said, except you have been converted and become as children, you will not enter into the kingdom of God. I want to be a child. I want to be a child before God. God, just teach me. I want everything you got. And you will understand it by and by. He says in Isaiah, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to these people. God will speak to these people with stammering lips and another tongue, to whom he said, this is the rest. You need rest. This is the rest which you may, that's God, you may cause the weary to rest. Amen? If you are weary, this is the rest. This is the rest. When Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. This is what he was talking about. And he warned his disciples, don't go out of Jerusalem. Stay. Wait for the promise of the Father. When this promise comes, your life is going to be transformed. You will really have rest and no fear. You can tell Peter before Jesus was crucified, and you can tell Peter after Jesus was crucified and after the day of Pentecost, he was, a to he was totally a different man. No fear. He denied his master before his servant girl. Before the people that killed Jesus, he knew they just killed him. He was telling them, I would rather listen to God than to listen to you. If you want to kill me, I'm ready. Those were not his words. Those were mine. But he was ready. He was ready because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you shall receive power. And some people are thinking, that's for preachers. That's for pastors. No, he's talking about every one of us. 
Every child of God is important to God. And God's made this power available to us so that you can be free. I am full, full of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit baptized me. You know, when I was growing up, and I've shared this here before, I used to be scared of witches and wizards. Oh, yes. If anything moved in my home, ooh, who did that? And you know, I'm always really scared. And if a witch doctor threatens me, I'll find a more powerful witch doctor to counter his threats. That's the way I grew up, running from place to place, scared. But the other day, I was back there trying to preach. They said, well, these people are going to be mad, and, and the witches and this demon in this village is going to come after you. I said, so now you must fast and pray. I said, who is going to fast and pray? I am full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. They only have this little demon in them called a witch spirit. And you think I should pray for protection against this little demon? I got the Holy Ghost. Amen? Bring it on. Bring it on. Test and see. I have nothing to fear because you got the Holy Spirit. You see, many people don't understand that. They think this is just a religion. God is real. This is not a joke. We're not coming down here to sit just to hear somebody speak. No, God is real. God is. And if you know God is, why don't you submit to what he's saying? God wants you to have this rest. He says, this is it. The rest wherewith God will cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing the Holy Ghost is what, what, who brings the refreshing. Yet they will not hear. Most people won't listen. God's already prophesied this. They will not hear. And, but the word of the Lord was to them. They still want to follow God. But what, what, what they want to do is precept upon precept. You know, precept upon precept. Here a little. There a little. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little. There a little. But God said, without the spirit, it doesn't work. Look at the result. It says, but the word of the Lord was, verse 13, the word of the Lord was to them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Look at the result. That they might go, and what? Fall backward. And what? Be snared. By who? The enemy. You can't do it without the spirit. You just cannot. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. God will give his Holy Spirit. God's knocking on your door with his Holy Spirit and saying, I want to come in. I want to be a part of your life. How many know God is spirit? God is spirit. There is no other God but the spirit God. And when we talk about receiving the spirit, we're talking about receiving God into your life. He wants to come into your life. And be a part of your family. Can you imagine God being a part of your family? You got nothing to fear. He becomes the father in your home. He makes sure that everything is, is there for you. He says in Isaiah 54, I will not allow you to suffer shame. I will always be with you. I won't be angry with you. 
He said, I'll take care of your children. He said, I will teach your children. God wants to be a part of your family to help you out in your family life so that everything will work out. He'll give you understanding. He will be there for you. No matter what the enemy comes at you with, God will stand in your family and make sure you are well taken care of. But we won't do what he's saying. They will not. Let's not let's, let that scripture not be fulfilled in us. Can I hear an amen? Let that scripture not be fulfilled in my life. I am one of those that will say, yes, God, I want that. So that I will not be caught and snared. The Holy Spirit is the one who reveals God's secrets. You cannot walk with God unless you have his secrets. Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter 13, he said, to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. For those who are out there, it's always in parable form. So God, in his ways, he likes to keep secrets. And when you come close to him, and you allow him into your life, he opens up the secret. And when he opens up the secret, it's not for anybody's, not for his benefit, but for your benefit. That's why the scripture says, when you pray, go into your closet and talk to your father in secret. And your father, who sees in secret and hears in secret, he will reward you openly. He likes to do things in secret. But when he makes his show, he does it openly. That's the way God is. He can't change himself. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. Why belong to us? Because it's for our good. God's a good God. And he wants to be good to you. In that way you can praise him. While others are saying bad things about his name and cursing him out, you are not one of them. You are praising him because you are seeing his goodness. And why, that, why is that? Because the scripture says, draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. You begin to feel his presence. But it's the Holy Spirit that reveals the secret to, to us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning from verse 9, he says, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. There are things, let me tell you, every one of you right here, please listen to me. God has prepared certain good things for your life. Before he brought you into the world, he prepared them for you. And if you love God, they are there waiting for you to unveil to open. And until you get enter into God's secret, you may never enjoy it. Because it's through knowledge of what he is given that you can enjoy. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Until the secret is revealed to you, your life will remain the same. He says, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God 
has revealed them to us, how? By his spirit. How can you know the things God has set aside for your good, for the good of your family, if you don't have his spirit? He's revealed these things to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man? Except the spirit of the man that is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God himself. And then he tells us, now you have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that you may freely know or know the things that have been freely given to you. They have been freely given to you. You need the spirit to assess those things. You will need the spirit. This is not being spiritual. It's being greedy for the things God has said for me. I want them. Amen. I've got to have them. I've got to have them. Because if you don't, Satan would, uh, you know, take you out of your inheritance. This is your inheritance. Why Jesus died for you. This morning, you can set your heart out. I'm going to enter my inheritance. The Bible tells us, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. When you call, God will answer from heaven and then he'll begin to reveal things to you. Those things that have been prepared for you, for your family. Bow your heads with me this morning. God's calling some of us home, all eyes closed. Maybe right now in your life, you don't feel very near to God. You believe you're a Christian. Maybe you accepted Christ before. But now, you find yourself so far away from God. But you're saying, I want to go back to my father. I want to go near to God. Maybe you're doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing. And you know as a Christian, this is not good for me. I want to turn around. I want to go back to my father. God's arms are wide open, ready to receive you. If you're here this morning and you want to go back to your father, you want to go back to, to your God, and you want him in your life, you've been too far away from him, you want to get closer to God. If that's you this morning, why don't you put your hands right now? Put your hand up right now. Let me see. One. Yes, that's one. Yes. God's blessing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Stand up with me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's lift our hands up. If you haven't received the spirit of the living God, and you want to receive the spirit, talk to me. Talk to me. I have a book that I've written. Just take that book. Be careful to read it. Read through the book. Some I know of people that have read through and received the Holy Spirit on their own. Pastor is not praying for them. You don't need any pastor to pray for you. But if you're having a hard time, talk to me. We'll pray together and you will receive the gift. Amen. Let's say this prayer, especially those that are drawing closer to God. 
How many want to draw closer to God right here? Yes, I want to. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I'm coming closer. I'm coming so close to God. To my God, to my Heavenly Father, I need you in my life. God, I give my life totally, completely to you. Lord Jesus, take over. Rule my life. I know it will be good for me. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, God's with you. And if God's with you, no one can be against you. Amen. Those that are getting, that are, where's Pastor Andy? It's already ready.